Hey, what's up, guys? Bill Brower here with FMBA Nation. Today, I wanted to talk to you and tell you a little bit about Anchor. It is the podcast platform that we use here for FMBA Nation, and it is probably the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. Secondly, there's tons of creation tools that you can use to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also help you with the distribution of your podcast so it can be heard on different types of platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything that you need to make a podcast and more all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to www.anchor.fm to get started. No commitment from Phil Murphy. I'm joined now by Eddie Donnelly, who is the head of the Firemen's Mutual Benevolent Association. Ed, good morning and welcome back. How are you? Hey, Bill. Good to be back. So uh, you heard me say it uh, earlier, and I've said this uh, repeatedly for uh, uh, a number of months, if not years, that you don't balance budgets on the backs of firemen and cops. And you, you, know, you and I agree on that. I want to ask you, though, how do you reconcile what, um, what Phil Murphy said last night in terms of the $9 billion for uh, education and then, and then a noncommittal on the, uh, the cap that's going to expire on December 31st? Listen, Bill, you know, this governor, Governor Christie, has really made it okay for, you know, folks to, not not folks, but this, this administration to walk around and vilify police and firefighters in New Jersey. And it was really disheartening last night to hear the lieutenant governor um, pile on to that, that failed playbook with not only the 2% cap, which you and I have spoke about and we, we're going to talk about today, but forcing con- consolidation to fire departments, career fire departments in New Jersey. You know, listen, we're not against consolidation and shared services, but when you force anything on anybody, I can sit and try and force my children to eat, their, finish their peas at the dinner table, and I can tell you that it's going to be a messy situation, and the ending is not going to be what we want. So forcing anything on anyone is not the way to handle things, and I was very disheartened to hear that come out of her mouth last night. And, you know, and just to get back to the 2% cap, she's still relying on a one-sided report that does not reflect the views of all all parties that were part of that task force. You're talking about the report that that uh, Declan O'Scanlan leaked, and then Phil talked about a report that's going to be coming out uh, in December. But as of as the head of your union, and as a guy that represents uh, the brave men and women out there that uh, that put their lives on the line for the rest of us, it's got to irk you at some point that there's some unnamed report that may or may not come out after the election. And uh, and we got this thing expiring on the 31st. And as you know, uh, you know, you've heard Kim on the air here. And, and I, I don't think she was uh, I think she was consistent last night in terms of saying, look, you know, you, you've got to everybody's got to come to the table. How, how do you find this nine billion dollars? Because I think about your members as you do. And I look at the cops and I look at you guys and say, look, it's worked in other states where we've separated cops and firefighters. To me, there should exactly. be no cap on your income. I agree with you 100 percent. Uh, I do understand the lieutenant governor's point saying, well, at some point we got to come to the table. But remember, she came on the air here saying that we want to separate you guys out when it comes to the pensions. And I think that's a smart move. Smart move, Bill. And you and I have spoken about that and we've talked about it time and time again. We need police and fire are funded. Our pensions and health benefits are funded at the local level. Right. We are not funded by the state budget and we need to separate ourselves. Yes. We need to take local employees out of the state's hands and we need to put them in the hands of the stakeholders that will invest 
and take care of the money's our money. It's just like yep. it's just like me coming to you and saying, "Hey, Mr. Spadia, let me invest your money for you tomorrow." You're yeah. going to say. No, I'm with I'm you, man. Eddie, you are 100% right on that. I I don't believe that that Kim Guadagno is opposed to that. But, you know, again, you, she'll, you'll, you listen to her in her own words on that. I think the big issue here is how do we get to the point where no one, no one is addressing those costs? I mean, we've got some decent bills out there to talk about health care. And you and I have talked about this also, that uh, your guys should not see a decrease in benefits. At the same time, somebody's got to address the fact that it costs almost $40,000 for a family plan. That's nuts. Shouldn't cost that much. She, brought up, she also brought up last night, you know, the, the Healy report, the Tom Byrne report. She said that she, yeah. you know, she fully believes in, in Tom Byrne's plan with, um, you know, with but, gutting pensions again and gutting health benefits. But, I mean, Tom's a pro-union guy, don't you think? I mean, Tom Byrne's a big Democrat, pro-union guy, was going to run for the Senate at one point, head of the Democratic Party. I, don't you think he's being objective? Tom Burning. I haven't read his report. Conversations with, uh, yeah, we've had countless conversations with Tom Burning. And the one thing that we will agree on, and Tom will come on here and tell you that in his report it says, turn the pension systems back over to yeah. the stakeholders. That seems and to be the consensus. So you've got to feel good at one point. At, at some point, you've got to feel good that at least you know at the end of the day next year, it looks like that is going to happen regardless of who the governor is. I hope so, Bill. I really, yeah, I do for too. For my members' sake, we really hope that we can get that done. Yeah, I do too. I do too. And and uh, look, I I, uh, I always appreciate you coming on, Ed. And you're you know you're always welcome on these airwaves. And you guys are, uh, you are at the front line. And and I will say it again. I mean, no matter what plan comes out of this, there is no way. And there, I don't think there's anybody in working class and middle class New Jersey that that wouldn't agree with this statement that we do not balance the budget on the backs of you guys. That's it's that simple. There's so much it's waste. Gotta it's got to stop. stop. Yeah, I'm with you, man. All right, buddy. We're Always same, good to talk to you. Guys that, yeah. We're the same guys that you still like to see come around the corner. So, <laughs> hey, you know, when you call 911, you're hoping that truck is blaring that siren and coming Absolutely. to your house. Exactly. Absolutely. All right, Ed. You have a great rest of your day. All right. Thank you. Good talking to you, buddy. Thanks. Always good talking to you. All right. That was uh, Eddie Donnelly, who's the head of uh, Fireman's Mutual Benefit uh, uh, Benevolent Association. And again, I think there's common ground here in terms of separating out the firemen and cops. I think that's a very important component of this.